It's my belief that the 21st century has created an environment where a lot of assumptions about our lived experience have been uh, brought to air. A lot of the discomfort um, that we are, that we have been experiencing for the last uh, decade are becoming public dialogue. The question of race, diversity, minorities versus majorities, the Black Lives Matter, the fees must fall, the injustices of social and economic division between the haves and the have-nots. Those are all conversations that's dominating the period of, in my view, uh, conscious conversations in the media. But they have to be mindful of, of how they have those conversations because they cannot have those conversations and position it against capital because capital is paying the bills. So it is very interesting that when they narrate these conversations and they decide to invite certain analysts to provide you know, key opinions on these subjects, that they often not do a very good job at capturing the imagination of people and creating a very captivated story to share with people you know, the deepenedness of the crisis. Um, I often feel that there's limitation and there's a lot of fear in terms of not being perceived to be against capital because capital pays the bills. So these platforms like independent podcasts is going to gain huge amount of uh, popularity because they will become the only vehicles that are willing to carry this voice, this unconventional voice. And so the 21st century for me also provides a clear indication of how prepared we've been and how well we've invested in educating our people for the challenges of the day. Because in the 19th century, it was all about creating world superpowers. It was all about dominance. And that by itself created a huge division between the people who are giving instructions and are expecting for complete um, obedience and submission and the people who ultimately will pay the cost. The developed world has ultimately paid the cost of world wars because certain economies were destroyed and certain capabilities of productivity were have been destroyed. And so there's been a U-turn in the 21st century to go back and reinvest in those key infrastructures, to use technology as an enabler, to use um, these different platforms of world bodies together to drive a more integrated conversation about developing a more sophisticated economic system. Now, whether that has been inclusive or exclusive, the answer that we are looking for is in the evidence. We've created more billionaires and millionaires in the last five centuries. But equally so, the distribution of capital has not reached the people to make them observe and experience a better life. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, if we're going to continue to keep and support a system that by its very self promotes the one who have and alienates and demonizes the person who don't have, then where are we going with this conversation 
of dignity? Where are we going with this conversation of human rights? Where are we going with this conversation of universal rights and a universal perspective of how we want people to experience living on this planet called Earth? Because it doesn't matter whether we wake up in the South, the North, the East, we are still living on planet Earth. And I believe that as we venture into connecting global capital and global identity and global culture, and we're all sharing in this globalization um, project, we must also be mindful of the fact that we are exchanging culture and cultural experiences, whether that's through social media, etc., etc. And when we become mindful of that, we must always be empathetic towards those who haven't developed the courage and the confidence to truly speak about their experiences because they've never been shown and taught how to carry these conversations. And so uniquely in the 21st century, we will learn that leadership is not just about having conversations by yourself, but it's also inspiring others to have conversations about their experiences as well.